Welcome back, Cutoffs in Coffee, episode 17 with Brian Peters, part two. Now, this is a continuation from last week's conversation. If you missed part one, go back, listen to part one. We want you to understand where Brian is coming from when he's talking about everything he's talking about in part, in part two. Now we dive into training. We dive into training at 4 a.m. We dive into nasal breathing. We dive into a lot of different things that people can start using right now to start feeling better. Please, please, please take your time, listen to this, devour all the information, take your notes, do whatever you need to do, and enjoy part two of Cutoffs and Coffee with Brian Peters. And as always, Underdog Fitness is your sponsor for this podcast, and today we're going to bring you the shaker bottle, the only way to stay hydrated after 15 minutes of lunges. So if you're lunges, get your shaker bottle, right? grab some water, maybe put a little salt in there. But have a great day. Can't wait for you guys to listen to the second half of this episode. That's perfect. And that, and that obviously brought you to the MindStrong project. Tell us, uh, tell us about that. The MindStrong's uh, been a really cool thing to see how it evolved. Um, so my, the, my business partner, Harvey Martin, um, we went to high school together for, or we went like eighth grade to sophomore year uh, high school together. Um, and then he moved back to Michigan. And then he went, he went on scholarship to play and pitch at uh, Central Michigan and then uh, Mankato in Minnesota. And then he got some, uh, some shots in the minor league system for the Brewers. And he was getting out of baseball as I did that journey and got to the Vikings. And he'd been in town coaching baseball for a few months with these guys. And he goes, hey, I'm here in town. So I saw him a couple of times in the spring. And like, we're just kind of like find them. He's got a group of friends that are super fun, great humans that own this massive baseball training facility. So like we all kind of see eye to eye and performance and that kind of thing. But my buddy's kind of in a dark place, um, trying to find himself outside of sport. And he's like, but he's helping, he's coaching these kids and finding that there is like a lot of purpose and a lot of understanding. So he finds this, like the cold water therapy, like as I'm leaving to go to Houston, like I'm, I'm doing my cold water therapy, all that kind of stuff still. And then we find the breath work and it just grows. It started as actually this program for kids where like there's some kids at their big baseball. So they had access to hundreds and hundreds of kids. Um, it's Minnesota MASH, great organization. Um, but there's some kids battling depression and there's like a suicide attempt from like somebody that like shouldn't like, like just wasn't in the right mindset and didn't understand what was happening inside himself um so we tried like harvey in particular he has a sports psych background tried to bring structure to this and it started as like a podcast but it also started as a children's mental skills program and like teaching them like again like where is your structure failing why are you like why are you sad why are you not fulfilled all these things and it's and he made a diamond series out of it and we still use it to this day like home base is like what are you willing to struggle for what's your why your purpose first base are your standards and values like, are you the hardest worker, whatever? Like, are you a great friend, like husband, whatever? Where most kids fail are the systems in place. Like, how do you support those values? Am I the hardest worker? Well, your systems don't say that. Like, or like, like is your value off? Or you want to be the, like, impress people, funniest, whatever you want, however that kind of deal is. And then if we'll adjust the systems, then third base is your vision, which for the, like your carrot for the future, which should get you back home base to what your purpose should be. And like my, I've done my own diamond series many times at, at times it was like the, it, it ranged, but it eventually like, I want to grow like what, yeah, football life, 
experience all these things i want to grow and like in that like process i'm going to be like my values are like hardworking, blue collar curious as hell and like i'm a compassionate leader are my systems in place for that what what are my workouts like what's my diet who am i talking to what am i reading like all the all my, all my systems in place do they support these values that i think make me an nfl caliber caliber player and then my vision was like, I want to be in the league as long as I can. I want to play defense. Like I want to be a captain. I want to be all these things. And, and that got me back to, yeah, like being, getting to this level of my vision is going to be still installed and growing constantly. And that's the growth parts never kind of left me. It's gone in different variants of that for the most part for me, but like, it just, once kids have a structure and they don't like identify with each emotion that comes into them, like like you hear it a lot like a, a, like I didn't hear it as much in high school or it's like I'm depressed like like no you're experiencing depression but you're not depressed like you're human you're going to experience all these these emotions like you're never going to be happy all the time which is why I hate people that's I, I, I want to be happy I want to be happy like yeah experience happiness but you, that comes at a cost like light has dark like the, the paradox of life should not be wrapped up in this desire to be happy at all times like that's not the human experience like the, the human experience is this incredible capability. And like, that's what the, like the sauna and ice is a, and a, is a microcosm of that, where like you need to be capable of extreme cold, extreme hot and everywhere in between. Like my, like my bit as of late is like, I want to be capable of great violence and great peace. So what does that look like? Does me being more violent make me more peaceful? Like, does my peace allow me to be more violent? Like, and I want to be comfortable everywhere in between. And why would you not like, why do you want not want the most out of your life? So like, that's where like the, the conversation kind of shifts and mind strong. Now it's the breath work evolved into this. And like, so like the kids program, like we kind of left the, the baseball facility and started coaching hockey players. Um, it got into like, we coach some CEOs now coach a couple MLB players. We have a contract with the San Francisco giants and like the breath just evolved, like, I was guinea pigging a lot of stuff. My uh, Harvey was getting certified and learning under Brian McKenzie, um, Dr. Belisa, like got the best minds. Like, so we basically, we built this savage coach and he's a genius. He's like, and all this, like all the locker rooms I've been in, he's still one of the best. He's 32 years old. He's one of the best coaches I've ever come across. He's intuitive. Um, he storytells to get his points across. He understands what the breath really does. And I've felt all that because I've gone through all that. So we kind of have this cool one-two punch where he, he's mental skills and psychology and holistic. And I have this, this meat, this meathead side um, where I've done everything. I know how it feels. I know how it helps. Like I like I've trained with it. I've trained without it. And then, and, I, and then everything supplements and recovery in between. So this company we have now, we, I mean, we primarily coach breath work and mental skills, but if you truly understand breath work, you truly understand your physiology, you can control your psychology. So it gets really powerful, really quick. When you understand the control you can have over your life, if you control your breath and controlling your breath, isn't just like the in and out and the cadence and the length of the inhale, exhale, what body parts, inhaling, exhaling, it's savage mechanics too, like maximizing each breath, breathing less. Um, like the, like you see it in UFC all the time. Like the guy who breathes the less usually wins. Like you can tell who dogs out, who goes from nasal to mouth breathing. Like, yeah, he's wasting energy. Like he's trying to get CO2 out. The only benefit to mouth breathing is oxygen in and, uh, and CO2 in and out faster. Like, like that's not the aerobic state. Like that's anaerobic. Like, so now like 
you can read people's physiology, but the biggest thing is like most people are scared of the breath work and some of the physiological work because like it's woo woo, it's, it's yoga, it's like a fighter and no, it's every human on the planet should do breath work to maximize every breath. Every breath helps or hurts you. Like there's 30 benefits to the nose. There's one to the mouth, like do the math. Like it just now like breath is not negotiable to me and I'm super aware of it. And that's the coolest thing about it is once you do it one freaking time, you're aware and you, you can feel your breath. You can hear it. We explain it to where now you can control your psychology. You can control your state. If you can control your breath and environment, you can own the environment. You can control your breath in a position. You can own the position. And it just makes sense. And if you really, like, I don't know how deep you guys are into like the biomechanics world or what certifications you have and all those kind of things. Like I'm big on firing pattern and like, like just like just to get into hip flexion like what needs to fire your psoas what's the psoas indirectly tied to like the diaphragm and the pelvic floor so now like if you're truly if you're a great breather and have strong breathing muscles strong intra-abdominal pressure like you can fire properly and you have this you can explode out as opposed to implode like if the psoas doesn't fire then like the hip flexor the quads doing two jobs like the quads doing two jobs and now like the upper abs will take over so like, all these compensation patterns can happen from being a shit breather so like i get i get i get i get a little crazy on all that stuff but like like it makes sense like you never want to have these weak links you want to fire inside out that's why core strength and glute strength all these things are so in, uh, important and glute activation has been massive like the last five ten years but like you're also missing the front like everything that happens in the front happens in the back in some capacity there's antagonists protagonists whatever but like don't don't miss the psoas and don't not strengthen your diaphragm and pelvic floor have have bigger lung capacity sounds like a good advantage where do you start where do you start with that where do you send people level one you know people listening to this oh yeah that sounds great where can i start yeah i mean you can start by reading your own books um mind strong we have an online membership that's very like entry level for the most part i'm on there coaching twice a week we have another breath coach and then harvey's getting back on but just like very entry level stuff we try and um, we'll do some mobility and yoga on there too, but, um, but the books you can read auction advantage is the, like the cleanest look. I haven't got my hands on, um, his new book yet, the breathing cure that's next on my list, but, um, auction advantage, um, breath by James Nestor, James Nestor demos a lot of the stuff that we do. And that's, uh, portrayed in auction advantage, um, particularly like the mouth taping. Like I've been taping my mouth while mm -hmm. I sleep for five years now, um, guarantee all those benefits of the nasal breathing um for while i'm sleeping like it's guaranteed and so uh before we started recording the podcast for everybody we started talking about uh sleep hygiene with the boys and um oh yeah a big thing for me with the sleep and another like oh crap breathing is smart breathing the right way is smart i had the whoop and when i was in houston and and i had that yeah and i had the r90 program going from nick Littlehales in the book and um, it was working pretty good. Like I was hitting my like anchor wake up time and I was like sleeping in these 90 minute increments. Um, I was like targeting nine hours every night. And if and it wasn't nine, it was seven and a half. I didn't get, if I didn't get seven and a half, I had a nap, like this whole system. But the cool thing was, or I guess the cool thing to see in the statistics on the, the whoop was sleeping nine hours, supposedly. My whoop was saying I got like 557, 631 like all this crap i'm like i slept for nine hours and it's stressing me out 
And that's kind of like, does the, do you own the routine? Does the routine own you? Do you need statistics on that to be intuitive and feel? And so like, that's one thing that the breath teaches you really fast is how do I feel? Like, what is my tolerance right now? And it gets you like in suffocations of fear too, like how comfortable you in stress on exhale holds, inhale holds, all these things. But um, uh, I lost my train of thought, switching to the, back to the breath, but. Um, yeah, just tracking sleep. Yeah, but so, yeah, so with the sleep, um started taping my mouth and like uh my wakefulness stirring all that kind of stuff like my whoop was pretty accurate like give or take 20 minutes so now i was sleeping for 8:40 as opposed to this and it makes the book it's the book explains the mouth tape while you're mm -hmm. sleeping um and then I, i've done protocols where i train with my mouth tape i run with my mouth tape different things to like again you'll you'll understand that if you read the book but like um books plural but like your aerobic capacity like again like the nose the nose is respiratory the mouth is digestive like we're built to breathe with our noses like we're built to get this deeper breath this horizontal breath that again activates the lower lung um where like oxygen is most dense from gravity it's down here like mouth breathing is short shallow like you can take a breath through like you can sit there and take a big breath through your mouth your chest rises take a big breath into your nose your, your stomach rises like like god whoever you believe in built you that way for, to work that way like short and shallow there's a reason why when we throw somebody in the cold tub or when somebody's having a panic attack <laughs> like that like that is a fear state that you should not be in at any point in the day unless you're competing you should breathe through your nose all day all night unless you're competing and then you can build you can actually become a better competitor by training with your mouth tape and then now like you have this, now you have fourth gear. Like, yeah, you can breathe in throughout your nose as long as you can stay aerobically efficient and then transition nose to mouth. Then like when you have to, when you have to dog out and fight, yeah, breathe through your mouth. We don't want breathing to stress you out on your competition field, but now um, we want you to have a tool to upregulate, downregulate. Now like we start playing with ratios. I'm not going to try and give away all my strong products, but we uh right 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 we have really we have really cool systems in place we have great strengthening programs that we've learned from the best in the country um again people already named like uh laird and gabby brian mckenzie dr belisa she has a book called breathing for warriors that's phenomenal which is like kind of a different stance than in some of the other things she explains the benefits but she pumps strength as opposed to like the does breathe like breath holding really increase co2 tolerance does it make me a good breath holder it's got this whole conundrum, like not conundrum, but it's like really cool stances from everybody. And they're, and like, in essence, everybody's right in some way, shape or form. It's just their own stance. But um, I've done, I've done mostly everything. Like my buddy got certified from Dr. Belisa, went through her stuff, Mackenzie. I tried, I just make up stuff now and see if it works, see how it applies. I track everything. Like I, I journal in the morning and night. Like, it just like, it's, it's fun for me. Like that's growth. Like, and then now it apply, not only does it apply to my overall health, but my job requires me to know health and fitness, which is what I want to be for the rest of my life is healthy. So why not build a job around it? Mm -hmm. So like, that's kind of the logic of me with MindStrong, but it's just, um, the breath is super important and it makes sense once you learn what the, again, what, what's happening with the oxygen and carbon dioxide exchange and the bore effect, like how to build on, upon it, like, but like the breast stuff, I'm just going to keep reinforcing this because I, I haven't done it in like past podcasts and stuff like you have to freaking try it. And like mm -hmm. you can start with simple meditation apps, whatever you want to do, but just even slow breathing 
like it's just powerful and then like the like the, obviously the faster super ventilations and things along those lines and the holds and all that kind of stuff like you learn a lot about yourself really quick um can you handle the fast respiratory like do you actually have the diaphragm diaphragm strength like um how long can you hold your breath like some of it's mental like some of it's co2 tolerance some of it's mental like like you can hold your breath a lot longer than you think you can and then now you can play with the ratio of oxygen in the blood how much co2 you dump how much oxygen is deep into the tissue and you can start like once i started holding my breath for three and a half four minutes like my mind was just like i'm in because like not only is it taking me these really cool do these really cool things but i feel great like the breath work and all forms has been some variant of meditation for me. And I've gone down the meditation route too, but did just breath, breast powerful. And I just think like, honestly, like, even if like, I'm sure everybody listening to uh, a coffee and cutoffs podcast is healthy, but if you're not like, I think people should start with breath work, like breathe out of your nose. Yeah. Like the, the nose is 30 to 50% more resistant. Like while you're sitting, watching your Netflix, breathe through your nose get a little more oxygen deeper into the system. See what happens. Oxygen is an antiviral and an antibacterial. Good thing. Like it just mm -hmm. on top of the benefits, like you get the diaphragm strength and it's like a good way to like build a foundation to be like, like a, a bad breather shouldn't go do a, like a CrossFit class that they're completely unqualified for. Like you should teach them how to be a breather. You can increase aerobic capacity by developing the CO2 tolerance, a really smart, safe way to start where you can kind of show up in a little better shape than both being physically out of shape and like aerobically cardiovascular out of shape like it's, it's i think it's just it's logical to me but it's kind of like breath is a missing pillar in performance like like it, it just it's it's overlooked um coaches tell you to breathe but they don't tell you how to breathe and then until you do all the tools man um i i just say get i say go all in and feel it and when like when you hold your breath for three minutes for the first time or like it just it, it just blows your mind and, and you find some peace and control there, too, because most of the breath work stuff teaches you how to control your state. And I think everybody needs that today in this overstimulated, chaotic, COVID infested, whatever kind of world you, you think is going on. But like if you can't control yourself, like you, there's no way you're going to control anything else outside. So I just think like add tools to the tool belt, dive into breath, holler at the mind strong boys. Um, we, we kind of coach all ranges. We got um, five coaches total. So it's, it's been a, it's been fun to apply all the stuff across high school sports, all the way to professional athletics. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. We, uh, yeah, I've been ranting. There, there's so much there. There's so much there. And yeah, we're, we're definitely going to look, look into that. Um, I want to hit on a couple, couple other things. Um, and then I'll let you get going. I know you got an early morning tomorrow, which I also want to talk about. Uh, but, you, you know, you talk about needing structure. James and I have spent a whole podcast talking about routines, um, you know, morning routines, evening routines, what those look like, um, and non-negotiables. Uh, what are some of those things that come to mind when you think about, you know, the, the things that you do first thing in the morning that set, set you up for your best days and uh, some of those things that are just absolutely non-negotiable for you that you've got to get done every day? Yeah, for sure. And th those things have constantly changed. Like I, I, I can't, again, I, I journal, like that's not how I start my day anymore. It's because my day starts different now that I start doing the 4am workouts and that kind of thing. So like a, like a normal day, which is usually around four days a week there. Um, 
basically like I get up and go like that's like the cool thing is like the routine is the working out like yeah I get there um I do my my warm-up I drink my pre-workout like I, like I get and I my like because my mornings used to be really slow like the I actually started doing Wim Hof like immediately before I got out of bed I did I did the lemon water I did like the slow morning the journaling and the reading and like the goal setting for the day and that kind of thing and that and that that served me well too but like I was at, at one point I was locked into that structure um but now my routine is is same same but different so we uh um I get to the gym like the the whole goal is just to get up and go I kind of like some days I listen to music in the car some days I don't but like get there and like my own my biggest thing is just test myself like like I know I'll work hard when I get there and like do the workout. But like the big thing is like, I want to flirt with failure and like Monday through Wednesday at the gym, like, like Monday's deadlift, Tuesday's bench, Wednesday's squat. And we're working to failure almost every day. So like, I know that I need to like the, like the little, the, the little bitch in me can't show up and say, no, don't go for that way. You got, you got a good weight today. So I always try and push myself in that first portion of the lift. And then I like everything else is just like business as usual, like get bumpy, have fun. And then, but on the way back, I, I listened to a podcast, uh, listened to a bunch of podcasts. Um, then when I get back, I do like, again, like my post-workout and that's when I do my journaling and my reading and knock out stuff for MindStrong um and then kind of get my day set up and ready to succeed but at this point the the, the biggest thing about my non-negotiable morning is that all like all this happens before 8 a.m and it's so damn powerful it's been life-changing for me where like i get more now done before like 8 9 a.m than i did in a whole day because i would wake up at 7 30 like i'd have a coffee i had like through COVID, i had my 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 guys come train in my garage they show up, we bullshit over the pre-workout, we go get a run and a lift. And then like, once that's over and I'm showered and I'm eight, like it's one thirty. like the day's gone. Um, I'm tired because like, like it just, I bullshit in the morning and I just wasn't productive and it wasn't like up to my standard for myself. And so just getting into the, the, the 4am crew and that kind of stuff just changed my, it took me a while to get in there like consistently because like, some days I train with the boys and the boys were giving me shit because I was going there. But like eventually I knew it was right for me and it gave me enough space in the morning to feel productive where like life could happen the rest of the day. Like I could go see my family. I could chill if I was tired, but I could still like go get work done like or I could read and study, get certified. Like it just like, the space and time that 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 my like, pro, pro, like I guess the, the progressive nature of my morning before 8 a.m., just set me up for success throughout anything I did after 8am was a dub, like the, my stretching and all that, kind of, all that, all these things just had space now. And so like that non-negotiable space in the morning, that environment is probably the most powerful thing. Then other than that, I think journaling is incredible. Um, like diet, I, I always, I'm trying new diets and all those kind of things, but journaling, just like the self observation, the self conversation, and just like tracking progress, setting goals, um, talking about emotions, all these things, and just trying to look at the world as realistically as possible and not falling for the narrative and story in my head or like my own perceived thought of productivity and those things just eventually was a form of therapy for me and gave me an opportunity. So like, so now, and it's 
And the most valuable part of it now is to look back a year, two years that your journal, am I having the same thoughts that I resolve these issues? Like, did I, have I grown? Like what weight, like, cause I record my weights too on what I lift. And like, and so it's just, it's just kind of like my own history book. And it just makes sense. Like even like going through a breakup, like what was I thinking going into the breakup? Like, how did I respond? What were my thoughts after? Like, cause you never truly remember like everything word for word. Mm -hmm. So just to have your own narrative and your own understanding, your own history, dude, is so dope. I think it's just one of the coolest things in the world, but it takes, takes practice and discipline. Like, and it can be three sentences or it can be three pages. Like that nobody, like it just, it's for you. And like, I think, I think everybody in the world should have something that's just for them like that, where it's just like, nobody else knows what you're saying, that kind of thing. Yeah, man. Just like breathing. You just got to start it, right? You got to try. I know that's something I've been talking about doing for a long time. And it's just, you, you just got to, you got to start. Um, about that 4 a.m. training on the back of James's tank top there, it says hashtag lunge gang. And, uh, you know, we've spent a lot of time lunging. We do a lot of time preaching single yeah, leg work. We, um, Can you see it? Yep. Oh, I got it. it. There it is. It yeah, yeah. And uh, in the month of January, we uh, – ourselves alongside probably 30 plus athletes at our gym lunged 15 minutes a day um, every single day through January. And we thought we were about some, you know, and then we see this stuff you guys are doing there. So what, uh, you know, real quick, tell us about the, tell us about the lunges that, that are going on. Oh, you, uh, yeah. So I, like, I'm not full psycho in the lunge world. I, I've done it and I've supplemented it with my training. I think it's great. Um, mm -hmm. I think people throw some rocks at it just because, they don't understand it or same with the breath and all that kind of stuff. They haven't done it and felt it for long and long a period of time. And we have these extremists at um, old school gym where like one guy's almost like uh, uh, Jake Collins, almost at a thousand days straight of 800 straight, 800 plus meters a day. Um, his handles. At and he's not long. dead yet. No, dude. And the cat's like six, right? Seven. That's, like his lunge, just like it takes me two lunge. Like I'm six, he's just so long, and it's cool to see him powerlift too. But because it's just like it's cool to see somebody that long in that world. But um, that like that's like that's his gospel, like that's his like thing, and like that's his structure. But um, and Corey's done it for God knows how many days in a row. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm I'm sure he has a he's tracked it somewhere, shape or form. But like like he did that like as a form of GPP because like the, the running and the jogging, all that kind of stuff wasn't paying off for him. And then just the feeling, the intuitive feeling, which he, like, he's an incredible human at feeling what works and what doesn't. And like, he's guinea pigged himself for 20 years on diets and workouts. And like the dude squatted 700 pounds, but he's also been like 150 pounds on magazine covers. Like he's been and done the blue collar grit work, which I, I have so much respect for him because I didn't understand him as an outsider looking in. Um, but the dude is meticulous, incredibly curious, and his, his, his consistency is unparalleled. Like, so like, that's where like, he had the, the big squat everyday thing rolling. So like, that's where um, he got a bunch of attention initially, because like, oh, that's crazy. But then like, he did, he kept showing up and kept doing it and kept doing it and kept solving problems on how to get better and do it. And like, eventually, like, powerlifters are kept taking notice olympians like people are asking him like how's it going and like same with like, like he's like boys with arnold somehow 
like through muscle mm-hmm. farm and stuff and and like like but like their their relationship makes sense to me because they're both like this extreme level obsessive with the body and experimenting so but he um anyways back to the lunging sorry i've i've done it like so i think my longest streak was like two weeks like it wasn't crazy for me um but uh i got to where i was doing it a couple days a week as like a form of gpp conditioning but like you just so the one like eight week period where i did it super consistently i definitely did feel more powerful like in my top speed and like i felt more stable like through my hips um squatting and that kind of thing so like i there's definitely something there um like it's hard for me to like kind of feel my levels of like kind of hormones that kind of thing like a lot of people say the feel there is like it definitely like supercharges the system um but it's just a cool little aerobic lactic acid kind of threshold rep because like if you really break it down, like if you're stepping in between, or if you're not stepping in between, it's like work to rest ratios, like one to four. So what does that accomplish if you're not? So just like, there's a bunch of ways to manipulate it. You can do it on Hill. You can do all these things. And it's just, it's it just, it's a really cool form that of exercise strength training that I think anybody can do. Cause like a bunch of people come like complain that oh, I don't have a gym membership or I don't like running. Like, can you lunge at a slow pace with headphones in? and like it'll smoke your like your glutes and hamstrings and growing like you you you'll you'll be so so crazy at like your quads too like it's just like it's just a great exercise incredibly accessible great substitute for like a general physical preparedness is gpp if nobody knows that that's listening but it it just i think it's it's a hack um that like majority of the guys do it at the gym in some way shape or form um and all these guys are lifting incredible weights for their weight classes. And um, there's something there. You just have to feel it. I, I do feel good when I do it. It's, it's just a cool pace for me. It's fun to compete with your times and um, your distances and those kind of things. And um, I, they're onto something. Like, there may not be science behind it, but um, there's, there's something there with, like, the work-to-rest re- work to work to ratio and then – also kind of that like just that time under tension i don't know it's just like a weird feeling um time under tension wasn't the word i was going to say right there um but the range of motion like if you get super comfortable at that deep and strong range of motion with your glute and your hamstring low back what like all like this deal like then you're going to be crazy like strong and comfortable like at that top end range of motion so i think there's something there too just because I definitely like, I definitely felt more powerful in my accelerations. I don't know what you guys have thought. I'd love to hear your feedback too. Cause like Corey's always talking, like he'll talk to anybody and anybody about it. Cause he, like he knows it works. Have you guys had some success with it? Yeah, de- definitely. So uh, when we did it that um, in January, which we're going to do again, um, you know, I tested my, and I, I'm not, a, like, I don't back squat a ton. Like it's not in my training. Um, I started adding it back in um recently but um i'm a big lunge guy so loaded lunges are my thing so i tested my like one rep backwards uh, barbell on back backwards reverse lunge at the beginning of the month um and then my one rep back squat um and then um at the end of the month and and during that month i did lunges loaded anterior loaded um on the back you know whatever variation we're doing that week but um i didn't back squat at all um, so at the end of the month, I ended up putting on 45 pounds to my back squat. 
giddy up. So, but, uh, so, but, so, you, but, so you're doing weight, like you're not doing the track lunges like, uh, Corey. Yeah. So 15 minutes of distance lunges per day. Oh, okay. All right. So I, I misheard that. Yeah. And, and we would cover in 15 minutes, I would say, what do you say? Around 400 meters. Like we measured out, um, so our, our turf. I've been tracking is, it. Yeah. A little more recently. And yeah. We've 60 yards down and back on it. our turf field. So every lap is 120 yards. Um, and I was consistently getting four laps, um, you know, every time we do it, if I was feeling dangerous, I'd hit five laps. Um, uh, we have a soccer player that plays at UK. She would get eight laps, um, in 15 minutes. And like, if there was an Olympic sport of distance lunges, she would be on her way to the Olympics. Um, it's just incredible. So like, I, I for sure felt, um, just better, like joint integrity, um, like just able to access different muscles that like, I can't always like fire right away. Um, you know, and then I, we followed it up or at least I followed it up with doing like a, a month of Nordic hamstrings. Um, and that was probably the fastest I've felt since I was actually like playing sports. Let's ride. Yeah. Dude, I, like that experiment. And you like, Corey says the same thing. I, I, he always, he is, he's incredibly poetic about it. Um, but it's, a. Uh, yeah, like I, I would say like the the connective tissue is definitely there. Like I've had the same success with the Nordic hamstrings as well um, on different like and then I've done a bunch of different variations of like the isometric hamstring holds, like those kind of things, too. Not just like the full centric mm -hmm. and concentric of a, a Nordic hamstring, but um, um, the lunging did definitely like there's something to the acceleration there. And then um, I, I it. What is, what is Corey always says something. Um, I mean, he all, he always says the squat goes up from it too, but, but uh, I've got so many, so many things of him talking about lunches that I've screenshotted on my phone. I mean, yeah, but, so, but sorry, like yeah. the, 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 pro, the process that I wanted to explain of his, that was really cool is his trying to find the right distance. Cause like, so he's been battling injuries for the last two years, a lot, a lot of low back, different hip stuff and a shoulder and those kind of things. But like he tested all these distances of the lunges out till he found one that worked. And, but it was, a, it was kind of like a phase. So like he did, I can't remember, it was like in the teens or some day, like uh, of a mile of lunges per day. It was taking him like an hour. And, uh, but that was what he had to do to feel great the rest of the day and the next morning. And then it just kind of was a cycle where he had to do it again. But eventually he kind of found like, I have to do this, this often, this on these days and he's just a he's an eternal experiment guinea pig guy and i think that's really what you got to do with all the stuff that i'm sure you guys talk about on here and then anything you hear from everybody else you got you you don't know till you try it you yeah. can read all the research and i've read plenty of research on good things that didn't work for me so like and everybody's different everybody's biomechanics are different like everybody's compensation patterns are, are different so it's just like a it's just like life's an experiment. So everybody should keep doing it. But I think the lunges are just incredible. I got, did I got so many of my like parents, friends on the lunges now. And like, mm -hmm, just like, mm -hmm. people, like, I, cause I always like, I'm always the one there preaching health to everybody or like telling, trying to explain the, the breath to a bunch of 60 year olds. Um, and they don't get it, but then like, like I get them to breathe through their nose and, or like tape, like a couple of my mom's friends tape their mouths now and, like the, but like now they're lunging on their walks in the afternoon and they're like, I feel so strong. Like, it's just like, it's yeah. just cool to see. <laughs> yeah. so just like stuff like that has just been, uh, the, the experimenting side of life. I think everybody should find that curiosity. And then 
just with the world we live in right now, why not, why not be as healthy as possible? Like there's no, there's no benefits to being unhealthy. You become more susceptible to the virus on top of a thousand other compounding issues of like mm -hmm. the obesities and things like that. It's just not, it, the only thing that makes logical sense to me is to keep pursuing that. It's very hard. Like once you're at X state, but like there's so many small steps to take, which start with breath, simple, like short-term deferment decisions on diet, all that kind of stuff. But I just, uh, I try and preach the good word of health and fitness wherever I go. I know it's kind of off the topic of the lunges, but like the lunges are for everybody. Like you don't even have to lunge knee to the ground, just like lunge, pause, next one, like listen to something cool, do it, do it with somebody else. Like, it's just like, there's a lot of simple things that I just think everybody should do. And that like, if you, if you don't work out and you don't like start with a walk, then walk, lunge for a couple minutes and walk, like, just like, find, like solve your problems because like, I just, there's, there's like, I don't know. I, I heard, like, I heard this quote and it always sticks with me and I, I hate, I'm not trying to target parents or anything, but like, um, it's super dark. That was a super dark intro to the quote, but like, like, like mo most parents say they would die for their kids, but less, less than 26% of you know, us parents live a healthy lifestyle that blows my mm. mind. Like, like, if I'm, if like, I don't, I don't know, like, I like, I don't have any kids, so maybe I'm completely wrong, but like, like, I want to be there as long as I can for my kid. I want to be there as active as I can. Like, I want to stay as healthy as I can so I can throw the baseball or go to his music recital, whatever he does. Like, I want to be able to move and be active in my child's life. And the only way I knew that is to be healthy. And it just, the logic of, um, unhealthy choices is physiological in my mind, because I think a lot of it, people don't understand what's truly happening in their own body. Like we are physically wired to enjoy the couch and Netflix, like everything your millions of years of evolution says, Hey, enjoy that shit. Because oh, dude, like there's not very many times in the history of like the humans on the planet where you had food, water, shelter, everything taken care of. So like on those occasions, your physiology says, rest enjoy it save up energy for the next hunt the next shelter build the next fight so like everything in your body all the dopamine and serotonin and everything pumping in your body from a full stomach all those like everything says enjoy that and so we're really good at being comfortable like physiologically we're really good at being comfortable so you have to understand what your body's doing it's saying yeah enjoy this but nobody can hunt anymore like nobody hunts mm -hmm. like so it takes intentional growth to get off and, and fight your your psychology your physiology everything that tells you to enjoy that so if you kind of switch that signal in your brain that says like yeah this feels good i should probably go do something yeah you should probably go and 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 in psychology terms you should make that decision in the next five seconds because if you sit there for longer than five seconds most likely you're gonna keep your ass on the couch so like shit like that gets me all juiced up and learning little tidbits from different books and like some things may be true but some things not but like i think that sounds tight like if I feel like I should do something, go now, like, like simple things like that. And that's stuff that helps me get out of like little slumps. Like when Netflix asked me if I want to keep watching, nah, I probably shouldn't. Let's go. Like I'll, I'll go on a walk. Like I'll, like I'll turn, I'll turn on the sauna. Like I just, whenever I get that kind of like that trigger, like, nope, you're being, a, like you're being lazy. Like you're being, you're giving into your evolution, like go. So like, that's kind of just one of my triggers. And I, I, I don't know why I needed to share that, but that's why I did. <laughs>
No, that's awesome. I'm going to have to bring back something you said a little bit ago. Um, just to clarify for athletes listening, you are not allowed to take steps in between and that knee better touch the ground or we're not counting it for our yeah. athletes. But if you're an adult just getting into lunges, however you want to start moving, please just get up and move. But I'm watching you athletes and that knee better touch the ground. (laughs) But, but if you're a dog, that knee touches. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's it. Because we got to have standards. uh, We don't have standards. How we know if we're going to fail at that lunge or not. No doubt. No, I'm I'm a believer. Right there. Sorry. Rules of lunges are the, are the rules for life. Um, real quick Instagram questions, man. Then we'll, then we'll let you go. Um, no, you're good. Sorry. As I, quick, told, as quick. I, I told you I'm master noting on crypto on the side. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't want you counting down that, um, that bedtime. I don't feel bad getting you to getting you to bed late. Um, um, so a couple long, questions long, then, then we'll wrap. Um, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Then, then we'll wrap up with you here. Um, three favorite exercises. So. Mm. in general in general i'm assuming yeah oh um it's a yeah that's a tough question no it's, i mean it's a great question like as like a functional athlete um i'm gonna hit all three phases then so i'm gonna say as an athlete you should trigger point your so as to start like that not even exercise just a prep I don't, I don't even, I don't, I'm not a big fan of so right. I like trigger point balls, like make a square around your diaphragm and take five inhales and exhales, both pushing down around the ball. If I had one exercise to do before I worked out, I'd trigger point myself every day of the week. Um, same thing for like my run, if that opens me up the most. And, but like forward moving life, like being uh, pronated, like at the computer, sitting in your car, sitting in chairs like we are now like that gets tied down. It constantly needs to be opened up to, again, maintain this correct firing pattern. So I think it's important. Um, I'm a massive fan of Bulgarian split squats um, and all variants, um, stupid heavy weight, incredibly high reps, uh, time under tension, variants of reps, full, like full rep holds, um, body weight, like, like uh, you can, I mean, again, Monster membership will do like a little strength stuff too, but like all you need is a chair, put your, back foot up on there and hold an isometric lunge for 30 seconds, do a few reps, hold the same leg for 30 seconds. And you can destroy your legs while you're watching TV, while you're watching pretty little liars or whatever it is you guys watch, uh, October or, uh, outer banks. I don't know what the kids watch these days, but, um, but all that kind of stuff, like very simple things can have savage effects. And like the, the unilateral stuff, I love that you guys preach that. Cause I think that's, missed at young ages um because that was massive for me one of our biggest exercises on top of all the hypertrophy stuff i did with dr serrano was the bulgarian split squat was an absolute staple um and me getting stronger faster and more athletic it's non-negotiable for me um the, the squat has kind of replaced that as of late but i always do auxiliary stuff in, in bulgarians in some way shape or form um and then kind of playing off your um uh your nordics uh the isometric hamstring hang just body weight hanging from a pull-up bar uh shoot your hips through and bring your heels to your butt point your toes um so like uh pronate your toes so calves are on feet are on calves are on hamstrings are on because you're pulling your heels to your butt and hips hips are through so your glutes are on 
light uh, hold that for 30 seconds um heels up the whole time you can add med balls to your feet those kind of stuff but that connective strength of all those muscles filing together is kind of like a it's it's always kind of like my true north where like if whatever kind of cramps up first like it can it can be dehydration based and weakness based and some other things like that but like that's my reset like when i can sustain 30 seconds no cramping but like if you cramp hold it like go like fight through it and then start to like see what transfer some people it's their feet hamstring some people are low back but it's just a great indicator of weaknesses for me um and then i i mitigate that different ways but that's a, a great isometric hamstring curl hold so are your arms extended or are you holding the top pull up no our arms extended dead hang like but from my hands to my knees is a dead straight line because my hips are through. Yeah. And yeah. then you're basically all, all bringing heel to butt with dorsiflexion? No, uh, pronation. Plantar. Or plantar flexion. Sorry. Plantar. I okay. Yeah, plantar flexion. I said, mm. I said the wrong P word. But um, so, yeah. So plantar flexion. And trust me, like you can do body weight. But again, straight up and straight down. Hinge at the knee. Toes pointed. like Almost like you're pressing gas pedal to the ceiling. You'll, you'll feel it you're going to cramp up pretty quick if you're not used to the, the the exercise but you can get better at it really fast you can add med balls on top you can add a, a med ball in between your knees so you start adding the adductors like it's just a, a great way to start finding that cross-functional strength along with the hamstring isometric and just tying this lower body together has been fantastic there's a bunch of ways to do it um in the glute bridge categories and all those kind of things as well but like that's those are my three favorites um then always um, uh, arm farm Fridays. Gotta have it. Massive, massive levels Got of hypertrophy and cut off shirts, preferably preface with a coffee and this podcast. Yeah, maybe a little espresso <laughs> mixed with some coffee even. I don't know. Ooh, dangerously stimulated. Yeah, you mentioned oxygen advantage and sleep and breathe. Any other favorite books? Um, in what world? Well, I'm all, I'm always anything. thinking self improvement okay. and performance, um, but yeah, really just anything. Yeah, um, uh, all right, so life changing books for me: Awareness by Anthony DeMello, um, the Almanac of Naval Ravikant. Um, what's 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 another good Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance is a little. It's like a modern, grittier alchemist. Um, mm. Savage book um and then probably my, my most recent read was savage the comfort crisis i don't know if you guys got on that kick yet um yeah it's a, it's a solid book as well and then honestly um a very cool book as well as um one of my training partners nate ebner came out with his book uh finish strong um incredible story with it, how his dad raised him and his his mental uh framework for sport and basically like being able to accomplish anything you do with like the, if you bring the right intent and mindset to it, he, he's just like, the book is so sneaky, incredible. Um, and not just cause he's my dog. It's just like, it's a really cool book. Like his, mm -hmm. his dad basically rate, like raised him in the weight room with grit. His dad ran a junkyard. They grew up like beating the shit out of um, junkyard thieves and that kind of thing. And then um, he grew up playing rugby and like playing with his dad and all this kind of stuff. And then, 
he wanted to put switch to football his dad said yeah and his dad actually got murdered by some guy that from the junkyard so he went and followed his football dream because like like that's what him and his dad had talked about and his dad okayed it so like walks on to Ohio State like his sophomore year never played it down of football um earns a scholarship never plays on defense only special teams get drafted by the Patriots in the sixth round um goes on to play for the Patriots for whatever that was eight years wins three Super Bowls with his rugby hadn't played rugby in six years sevens rugby gets okayed back into the Olympics in 2016 walks away like from an NFL contract to go play in the, like to take a shot to make the Olympic team makes the team against all odds and then comes back has an all pro season with the Patriots again savage savage story dude it just oh, and yeah. if, like and it's just so well told too but anyways that's that's my bias opinion, but it's a great book um especially for young kids um if that's what you're looking for like with the podcast like that age range like listen to how he speaks about intent how he tracks um all of his workouts how he feels about seeing the progress tangibly if that's a word um but like understanding like the, if you put the time in you get the results and if you do that in a disciplined manner like that just breeds confidence to again put the work in to get what you want and control the outcome but if you if you don't put in the work and you don't track it and you don't see it like and you, and you and all these distractions take over like if you're getting distracted by little crap in your life like you don't want it bad enough you want to like you want to start on varsity like so, like silence it track your progress put in the work and like again get that system in place to support what you want and it's and it's i think it, like that's the most powerful thing in the book that he just powers powers home is that um like he built this confidence up with his dad as a kid with all his hard work his dad like had like olympics at his house every year to track him for like his whole life all this stuff and it's and it's done in such a gritty compassionate way that like this Nate literally thinks like he can like go be a doctor now. Like he thinks that he can completely do a new career and like he can sit down at a, he like I play the piano. He sits down at a piano for three hours and memorizes somebody's hands on YouTube because he knows if he puts in the work, he can do it. So now he plays roses from outcast in front of me. Like he's a great, incredible human, but like, it's really cool to see the structure from that book in real life. So that's why I probably love it more than anybody else. But it's just a great read for a kid. I've already given it to um, a bunch of my high school coaches' sons. That's awesome. This, uh, man, this question doesn't fire me up as much as that answer does. I feel bad transitioning to this. Um, talked about being high fat before in your career. Are you still eating high fat or are you uh, just kind of in and out of that? Uh, I'm, I'm in and out of it for the most part. Um, I don't think I'll ever be low fat. Um, uh Actually, that's a bold face lie. Um, so what my I was I was just out in Arizona and my 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 Cairo uh, friend out there, he's been on that this uh, monotrophic diet kick. So I've done a few days just dabbling with it, but he's not like he tries to mimic like this old lifestyle and that kind of stuff. And it makes sense, but he he has really good results on it right now. So I'm flirting with the idea of going low fat because really in nature low fat is not or fat is not readily available and usually like in nature like in the olden days like you're only eating one thing at a time it's not like you're collecting everything killing something 
and then having a, like a nice safe time to prepare everything and that kind of thing. So you kind of like, that's like the concept behind, there's a bunch, there's a bunch of better benefits than that, but it's basically like, it's easy on the immune system and the stomach and digestive system, that kind of stuff. But anyways, no high fat, I think it's incredibly important for athletes. Um, incredibly important for football players. Um, I don't think you should be crazy lean. I think like eight to 14, 15, depending on your position, that kind of stuff. Um, but high fat, um, probably in the easiest way said for me, like it's great for your joints and your brain. And if the, the easiest way my doctors explain it to me is like fat functions like water in the body. And I know this is not going to be as applicable for some of the kids listening, but when adults, 21 year old humans drink alcohol, you take yourself into a dehydrated state. Um, body shrinks down, you think you're in a desert. And then in the morning when you're hungover and feel bad about your decisions, you wake up and you drink a bunch of water and Gatorade to try and eliminate those decisions. And uh, you blow it up and hold on to the water because your body is an organism reacting to the environment that doesn't know when it's going to get water again because you originally took it to a desert last night. You drink enough water, eventually the body feels safe and you piss all that out and you dump and you go back to your normal size. Fat cells work in a very similar way when you uh, give yourself enough good, healthy fats. Like the, the reason why your joints and your brain feel better are because those fat cells actually decrease in size because there's more readily available. That's the inflammation going away in your joints. And then football players contact sports. Your brain is 80, what, 70, 80% fat affect it, control inflammation when you can like high. And then like, like I've, I've gone medicinal keto before. Like that's not like, I don't recommend that for anybody in season. I think it's really cool to play with like my, my tone and my energy levels were fun to, to, to feel out getting into ketosis is very hard if you don't monitor it the right ways. Um, but it's really, it's a really cool feeling. Um, my skin cleared up. I got super lean, but um, I'm definitely high fat. I don't think I'll ever go like medicinal keto again, but I'll, I'll play with it. And I, I love fasting um, and I love trying new diets. Like I'm going to keep trying new, new stuff. Like I'm not in a mindset right now to go balls to the wall on the monotrophic diet, but I will at some point and um, go from there. But yeah, um, high fat makes sense to me for athletes. Um, your tendons and like I skipped the tendons and ligaments. They're made of fat. Brain's made of fat. Makes sense. And then fat, Fat burns cleaner um, than anything else as well. Like you get 120% compared to like a carbohydrate, like the, again, that's if you're using it properly, but anyways. Um, and it also has uh, um, uh, the least amount effect of your calorie intake on your stomach of the energy. I think carbohydrates take 30% of digestive or digestive calories. No proteins, 30% carbs are, eight to 10 and then fat is like three percent like your body processes it really fast and efficiently so anyways mm. favorite moment if you have one this is probably tough to tough to narrow down favorite moment, moment playing in the nfl in the nfl um yeah last one from instagram here no i had a couple i had a couple really cool moments but um probably my uh oof. Um, uh, my favorite moment, like, as like the experience as a whole, um, one of my first games was in, I'm from Columbus, Ohio. We played the Bengals on Thursday night football, I believe. Um, it was Thursday or Monday. Um, but I, I might've had 
60, 70 people come down to the game. And uh, I had my best game of the season. I had two like massive hits to start the game on kickoff. Played well outside of that kind of deal. We won. Um, but coming out there and seeing everybody for the 30 minutes was like, it just, it was so damn cool. Um, but I, I've done cool stuff on the field too. Like, like I've, I've tackled the Tyreek Hills, like his crazy first year when like he didn't even play week one, he came out week two as a, like, we were the first team he faces as a punt, as a punt returner. Nobody had seen him before. And he's just this juicy savage of an animal dude he, we might have had like 25 missed tackles as a special teams unit um but like stuff like that like it's fun to watch and know you competed at these levels but like honestly like the things like my experiences are like the relationships like the training with all these guys watching guys how they be, they perform and then they, yeah like you know the relationships that kind of thing but yeah definitely that Cincinnati game was uh was super special for me and that would, that would be awesome. Last question, Brian. We wrap up every podcast with this. Um, and you've probably answered this five or six times, man. So don't, don't feel like you got to, you know, take, take the rest of the evening. But where do you think or what do you think the strength and condition, uh, conditioning industry is missing as a whole? Teed this uh, one up for you. Yeah, we, we teed it yeah, up. Is really it this? Good. Well, like, yeah. just, like, let's just, so we'll keep it strength and conditioning. Like, I won't say breath but I'll say strengthen your diaphragm, like make sure your pelvic floor is turned on, which some strength coaches do, but like strengthen your, strengthen your diaphragm, strengthen conditioning, strengthen your diaphragm. And then go, now go do your research and see what it truly does. Like that. I hope the strength conditioning coaches listen, yeah. um, read, read breathing for warriors. It's a good little intro to that stuff. If you guys take, take anything from this, it's go take a cold shower. Right after you hear this, tape your mouth, get some sleep. Brian Peters, thanks, thanks so much, man, for being on Cutoffs and Coffee. We love having this conversation with you. For uh, for everybody out there listening, remember to always continue to practice gratitude. Tell the people that you love, you love them, and always live life stimulated.